This is Courtney Tilia, and you are listening to the Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer Success. all you wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is my podcast, Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success. On today's show, how purpose-driven goals lead to greater performance. My guest is Courtney Tillia, a world-renowned personality and brand who went from former school teacher turned published top model Seen in publications such as TMZ, Maxim People, Barstool Sports, the Dr. Phil Show and The Breakfast Club. She's a mother of four, a wife and a life coach for women. We'll be discussing how you can take your career into a spicy direction on your own terms. The superfan sponsor of this episode is Kev. Shout out of gratitude to Kev, our sponsor, for helping make this podcast possible. You too can support this podcast and become a sponsor via my Patreon channel. So what have I been up to? Well, I've been planning holiday shoots. So one of the good things about collaborations with other content creators is being able to get content prepared in advance. And some creators are really organized, which makes me really happy when I get to work with them. I love seeing their ideas. And I recently took some time with Jelena Jensen. She spent quite a few hours sitting at her computer while she showed me how she organizes her content, how she plans her spreadsheet. And I was extremely appreciative that she gave this time to me so we could sit down together. And this was super sweet of her. Big shout out to Jelena Jensen. You are amazing. So I did go on to shoot some new content with Jelena and it was so much fun and we planned some holiday content for like two and three holidays ahead and I love being this organized. It gives me a really good feeling. If you're a creator, I would love to hear if you've got any tips with regards to planning content. And of course, if you're also a successful content creator, you can reach out to me and submit yourself for being a guest on this podcast because I love to share ideas from other people. And this is how we succeed in life, by talking to successful people and seeing and finding out and asking, what are they doing to become successful? And I've been looking at my premium social media platforms and the main one, which is really easy to see stats on, which I use is OnlyFans. And I decided I was going to sit down and take a good luck and decide to try maybe a more is less kind of approach. Looking back, I can see there are many fans that have not been spending any cash, including free signups. And many of them, they can just drain your time. 
so I've been spending many interactions talking to them, teasing them, enticing them. And when it comes down to the final crunch to, you know, be like, hey, why don't you unlock something or why don't you give me a tip for my time? They just disappear. And it can be like a cycle. So I've been looking into one of the tools that creators can use, which gives a real overview of which fans are true fans. And I feel like it's like an overlay and it highlights certain stats, such as the amount they've been spending, the time they've been a member. So right now I'm using a trial. So I'm going to see if it's worth continuing with after this free trial ends. So if you are a listener and you are a member of my OnlyFans, or actually any of my platforms for that matter, just know that I really truly appreciate you. And if you've noticed you've been sent less messages, now you'll understand why. And if you are a loyal, true, big fan, then you might be getting to see more spoils. So my recent shoots, some have been self-shot, where we, being the other content creator, we put the camera on a tripod, we sit it there, we shoot, we can do photo shoots where it does a timer every 10 seconds, it takes a picture, ding, ding, (laughs) Um, or where you hire a professional video slash photographer person and I love experimenting with different ideas and one of the shoots with Jelena Jensen I'm so excited and I'm already like kind of giving it away we self-shot but we use the iPhone and we use it to act like a spy cam so it's it's going to be a whole lot of fun when that comes up so that was some of the self-shot versus more of a professional kind of polished scene and I, I did a really amazing day with Alex Lynx and Jill Cassidy. And we used a guy called Ivan, who's a skilled, well-known adult industry camera guy. And actually on that day it was fun because we also, all of us did a little clip. There was an anniversary of He-Man, um, the, the TV, the cartoon series. And we did a clip. It was like, I have the power. We have the power. Because there's three of us and... Ivan actually when he did his clip he did it in Russian it's it's a lot of fun we we did a great shoot that day and the day was consistent of a lot of clips and a lot of it was like instructional clips so it's us as the girls telling you like what to do it wasn't just that one of them there was a I'm gonna give a spoiler alert now one of them there was a me being trained by a personal personal trainer Alex Lynx um that'll be a little surprise for some of you to see the way that I got trained that day um but it's going to be coming it's going to be coming and this day this this was the colors were just like amazingly really vibrant and Alex she booked this house it looked like a rave house and if you've been looking at my social media recently especially if you've been onto my Instagram wall you will know which photos are from this day because they'll jump out from my wall at you. They're like so bright. So when it comes to shooting content, what do you prefer to indulge in? And as a viewer, do you have certain preferences? As a creator, how do you choose self-shot versus more professional? So does it depend on the story, the mood, the talent, what your fans love to consume the most? 
Does it depend on your goals or a financial overall goal? And I do want to talk about goals, but I want to talk about purpose-driven goals and what does it mean to be purpose-driven? So I looked it up on Google and I was given this as a quote. A purpose-driven individual has some key traits. They have a vision or an aspiration of the work that they love. They can talk about the impact they want to create bigger than themselves. They're competent and they have stories to back them up. So that's purpose-driven. And goals, how did these come together? So I was reading online something from John Gordon. And John Gordon is someone that I follow and I, I really love his ideas, his books. And he writes things in such a simple way and it's like, yes. And every time I read something of John's, I'm like, I got to share it. John Gordon, if you ever listen to this podcast, there's so much stuff that I love to share. I, I take little snippets and you're one of the people I take a lot of snippets from. And I, and I love John Gordon was talking about something as simple as milk. And he mentioned for years that he chose a certain brand of organic milk over other brands in the supermarket. And he said he had no idea why until he spoke at their headquarters, which is based on acres of farmland in the middle of Wisconsin. And he discovered a company that didn't believe in sales and revenue goals. And they believed that, this is this is from John's words now, they were just a byproduct of how well they were living and sharing their purpose. So this milk company, they focused passionately on their purpose-driven goals, such as providing opportunities for farmers to make a living, sustainability of the land, and providing families with healthy dairy products that were free of hormones and antibiotics. And the result? The organic numbers just kept growing and growing. So this astounded me, a massive company that has their food in many major supermarkets, and they're not putting numbers as their objective, they're putting purpose and passion. This is really intriguing because I think, Everyone has goals, you know. How many sales? If you if you're a, working in a car dealer, like you you gotta. How many cars have you gotta sell? How much profit have you gotta make? It's very driven by numbers. Get there, get there, get there. And think about it. If you're a player, if it's a group game, or you're in a sports, or if you are in a in a car showroom, and you know you're working in a company. If you get asked, what are your goals? I'm just thinking, what's the first things that you'd say? It's like, okay, win the game, score as many goals as possible, as many points, make as much money, win the trophy. So most teams probably would have the same goals. If you're a team player and you want to, reach an end goal it's there probably be a lot of similarities but just think of every team going in saying we want to win the trophy we want to get the most points we want to win every single game every team goes in with the same goals not everyone's going to win so what makes a team perform the best So what about if you moved your thoughts to focus on your commitment 
to the process of the game, your personal growth and development on the journey, your purpose of why you are playing and the passion that you put into the game. Being driven by a purpose, it, it is, it, it's a passion. What is the meaning to the journey? Heart-led, heartfelt, rather than, I just want a trophy. It's, it's getting there, it's going there, it's, it's the meaning along the way. And how powerful would this be to help determine what goals you accomplish? So numbers and goals don't necessarily drive people. Goals can motivate you. So it's good to have goals and identify what you want to achieve. But you also need a reason to keep moving forward. If you have determination that you will get through any challenges that arise. So rather just going through the motions and turning up. Be interested and passionate for your cause. Feel powerful and energized in the process and know that you are making a difference. Having a purpose and true motivation drives the numbers and this can achieve goals. And I always prep, I always prep before I start. And I'm like, how could I have not have missed the biggest purpose-driven goal that I've had in my life? That biggest purpose-driven goal. It was my son, Ozzy. I can't believe I missed it. I'm, I'm sitting there and I get all my notes ready and I brainstorm and I put it all down and I'm taking inspiration and I'm like, okay, I get it, I get it. I'm writing it, I'm making examples. This is the most perfect example. The goal, the goal, what I really wanted at the end was a baby. That was the goal. And to get there, that was what got me there. It wasn't, I've got to have a baby. I've got to have a baby. I've got to have a baby. That was a thought and that was the goal and that's what I wanted to achieve. But to get there, I had determination. I was determined to keep going. Challenges came ahead. I had jumped over the challenges. I moved around the challenges. I moved through them. I carried on. I was committed to the cause. I was continuing on the process of this, this task. My personal growth on the journey, it was so deep, so profound that I actually felt very spiritual. I was feeling blessings on the journey. I had a purpose and the purpose was to keep going, to do whatever it takes. The passion inside me, the ups and downs, the heart, that beating of that heart, the excitement, but the visualization of seeing myself holding my baby in my arms. And I knew, I knew if I did what I needed to do, I would get there. There were times when I felt really powerful when things were moving forward and things were working and 
I was just so motivated, so energized. And the reason I kept reminding myself the reason to keep going is I'm going to get a baby. And that's just a perfect example. A purpose-driven goal. There was a purpose for me to be a mum. So now let's look back to purpose-driven goals as a content creator. Okay, someone that makes content. So when it comes to purpose-driven goals, how does this help me? And how does it help building my fan base and ultimately my overall income? So yeah, I can identify my goals by saying, oh, I want to be in the top 1% on OnlyFans or the top 10 adult stars on Sex Panther. And I can say, yeah, I want to have the X amount of money each month after my expenses are paid out. But what will help me to win, enhance and surpass my goals? So it's known my purpose, asking myself, what benefits am I bringing to the lives of my fans, to the viewers, to the listeners? And being passionate about the content that I produce, whether it's something solo and intimate, or making a custom movie for a particular fan, or collaborating with other content creators, or just interacting one-on-one in a, in a live video or phone capacity with each fan. I'm feeling love in each moment that I'm making on my life's journey. Choosing my thoughts and my words to reflect my appreciation, not once, but many times over. I'm being energised when I know I'm making a fan happy. Do you know what? I love it when I do a phone call or a video call and I get off the call and I'm like, you know what? That's a happy camper. Being powerful in knowing that I'm doing the thing that helps me feel like I'm contributing to my higher purpose and my brand purpose is is more than a goal it's a journey purpose-driven goals give me a greater purpose which leads to a greater performance so what about you how will you implement purpose-driven goals in your life i'd love to hear about them who is the content creator of this episode So I want to spotlight someone who I feel stands out or has done something interesting on their social media. So let me introduce this episode's Skinfluencer Success Spotlight Performer as Ryan Keeley. So I first met Ryan when I went to shoot for Playboy TV many, many years ago. And she was the resident host of the show that I was appearing on. And she was super nice and made me feel really welcome and comfortable. And we had so much fun. So fast forward to now. And I see her having so much more fun on the social media channels. So she posts content reels on Instagram and TikTok and longer versions are available on her YouTube channel. And she looks like she's really putting so much effort into making her media clips. And you can tell from her wall that she's posting. And knowing that Ryan is an adult content creator, like you know that you're going to find like the full length version of these clips on her premium social media. But she's not blasting out all over her clips. Go to my spicy platform because that would break the rules, let's be honest. You just know when you watch. You just know. And some of her clips on Instagram are hitting the millions view mark. 
She's got props, backdrops, costumes, and just a ton of comedy. Make sure you go and give her a follow. Instagram, she's Ryan Keeley TM. TikTok is Riley Keeley TMI. And YouTube is Space Vixen. And tell her Tanya Tate sent you there. And you would love to see Tanya Tate in a future clip of hers. And P.S. I've already been talking to her. So maybe at some point you will see me and Ryan appear together. Hi. Tag some performers who you think deserve to be Skinfluencer Success Spotlight. Tweet me at Tanya Tate. Comment on Patreon at Tanya Tate. On my YouTube or TikTok at Tanya Tate Tube. Or Instagram at Tanya Tate Create. And you can also leave me a voice note. Speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate. And let me know who you think should be spotlighted and why. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer success. You are listening to the Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success. How can you take your career into a spicy direction on your own? My guest did just that. She is a world-renowned personality and brand known across the globe for being a former school teacher turned published top model who holds nothing back. She can be seen in publications such as TMZ, Maxim, People, Barstool Sports, The Dr. Phil Show, and The Breakfast Club. She is not only a model, but a mother of four, a wife, and a life coach for women. Welcome, Courtney Tillia, to the Skinfluencer Success Podcast. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I did it. I was like, there was a lot of text in that intro. I I love it. It's you you give me so much. I'm so excited to talk to you, Courtney. Thank you. Me too. I'm excited to be here. Yay. It's great because I met you. um, We were at a a friend's birthday party. It was CJ Sparks. It was their birthday party. And I went there and I was like, oh, I don't know any of these people. I don't know anyone. But we got talking and I was like, I really like like I, I really love the conversation that we were having yeah it was so good we just immediately hit it off and like had so many things in common um it yes. was really great grateful yes. to meet you there yes so my I'm so glad that I went I, I you know I talk about a lot of stuff on the podcast and I do like an audio part before I do the guest part and I talked about that day I was like I wasn't I kept saying to things oh, I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go and then I went you know what I'm gonna go I'm going to go and I like really push myself out of my comfort zone to be up late. I'm not up late. I'm <laughs> it's like, I'm yeah. pushing myself. And look what we have because I push yeah. myself. I know. I know. It's amazing too. Cause I do that a lot of times where I'm like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do it. And then you go and you meet people and you have a great time and yeah, it always works out. Yeah, I'm so glad you've got loads to tell us about. So let's start off. Who is Courtney Tillia? before you became that OnlyFans creator model that you are now? Yeah, I was your average person, average woman. I graduated high school, went to Arizona State, became a special education teacher, got a job right out of college and started teaching special ed. I met my husband there. That's a little scandalous though. Um, He was essentially like the vice principal there and I was a first year teacher. But I was just an average, we ended up having kids and getting married. We're still together to this day. And, but I was just like your school teacher. I went and got a master's degree. I was just living a very kind of average life, broke life. Um, and pretty 
happy in many areas and very just kind of going with the flow and becoming increasingly unhappy because I was so unfulfilled career-wise. Um, and that was starting to have a huge impact. So it was just kind of your average person. I'm looking at you now and, and you're really beautiful and you've got kids. Thank you. And, you know, you can tell this natural beauty there, you know? Thank you. And yeah. So when you were a teacher, you know, did you have the curves? Did you stand out? So I didn't have breast implants at the time, but I've always been curvy, hips, butt, um, little waist. I've always just been curvy. I haven't had like work done to my face uh, besides my teeth. But so like pretty much everything's very similar to how I was as a teacher. And, you know, I did get a lot of attention and did get dress coded because things just fit my body differently than they do other people. And so like there was a Friday and every Friday you could wear a polo. So I'm like nothing crazy, like a polo buttoned up in jeans. And the CFO of the school came up to me and that we'd never even had a conversation before. Like we've never even like chatted, nothing. She walked from her office to my classroom to dress code me because they needed a female to do it. And so it was just like always kind of that kind of stuff where things just like fit different. You're getting attention because you look different. And mm -hmm. yeah. It's sad really, isn't it? Because it's, yeah. you've got the exact same clothes on as like five of the people, but it's like, okay. It was well, a big school. There were like, yeah, there was a few, maybe like 60, 70 teachers. Like it wasn't just, just me. <laughs> All wearing but, yeah. the same, and it's like, well, we better go with recording. Yep, <laughs> they're like those jeans are just hugging that ass way too much. Do you know what? You always think it's once you get in the adult industry, you always think, oh, that's you know when you're gonna get you know targeted to be treated differently, but you don't realize actually there are people in a, like an average job that are also getting the same treatment, and it's based on purely how you look. Yeah. And I, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of unfair. It's crazy. But I wanted so badly to wear leggings. I was like so bad wanted to wear, like we couldn't, it was against the like school's dress code. But I was like, one of the reasons I wanted to leave one of many, many, many was so that I could wear what I wanted to wear. I, like I have a little boy and I do the school run. I, I'll go to the gym and I'm in yoga pants and a crop top. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's a crop top, like this style, this style. And I go to the gym in it, no problem. I get by the school and I'm walking and I'm like, oh, I forgot that I'm wearing these clothes. And you become like super conscious as when you're walking down. And I'm like, who's going to be looking at me? Like, and I always think like, so, sometimes I think some of the mums must be like looking and being like, hmm, why is she wearing that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah nobody's ever said anything to me about it because like, sometimes they'll throw like a little jacket on or whatever so it's not like because I'm like I'm like out there but yeah no one's ever said anything to me about it you know what it's it's good because we should as long as it's you know we're actually wearing clothes that are covering everything you know yeah um years ago I had a friend I've still got her as a friend but I remember one time I wasn't with her, but she went to Disneyland and I saw the pictures of her in Disneyland. And I was like, is that top see-through? And she'd gone with like a see-through top. And I don't know whether she realized or what. And I was just like, now that's a problem. <laughs> that's wow. I'm surprised they allowed that because they will, they, they will have you change there. 
Yeah, I think it was only maybe it was just on the photograph, you know, the way the light was yeah. coming through. But I was just like, ooh. So you're doing your school job, it's monotonous, yep. it's boring, you're getting told, you know, you're not wearing the right dress code. So how did you make that move from from being a teacher into transitioning into a non-conventional career path? Yeah. So it started while I was still teaching. I was um, started competing in bodybuilding shows. So I was taking some progress pics. My husband was taking progress pics and then we were having a great time doing that. And like he was running my Instagram at the time. And so he would post my progress pics on there and then we were just having a great time and he would take my photos. They're getting a little sexier and a little funner. And so he's posting those. Um, my Instagram at that time was private and I went by Courtney Lynn so that my students couldn't find me. And then one day the school had auto saved everything that people were looking at online to the school server. So anybody who was connected to the school's Wi-Fi and looking at anything, Instagram, it would save to the school server. So they had all of my photos from my Instagram. And at that time, Instagram's community guidelines were much more lax where you could be fully nude, implied, hand bra, things like that. And so um, the school didn't actually talk to me about it. They talked to my husband about it. And my husband's like, we're not going to change. It's not an issue. Her account's private, goes by a different name. And that was it. They never, I was never fired, um, never anything else other than that. And then I did, he left teaching. I did one more year of teaching and that's when it got mm -hmm. really hard for me. I was just depressed and anxious and really unhappy. Um, and my husband came to me one day and he was like, it, this can't continue like this. Like this isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. You know, if you could do anything all day, what would you do? And I was so removed from myself and had no clue of anything that I even liked a hobby, anything I didn't really even know the answer to his question, but I said, I guess I would go to the gym and work out because that's all I know. And he mm -hmm. was like, great, quit your job, go to the gym, start personal training. And so I did that. I resigned the following Monday, finished out the school year and started doing personal training, was doing my modeling kind of stuff at the same time, which was just home modeling, nothing super crazy. And yeah, that's when I that kind of started to take off. So it's like the pictures were kind of get sexier and sexier. Yeah. And they were, I had never even done a professional shoot. It was all stuff that we were taking at home um, and just posting on Instagram. And then while I was still teaching, people had started DMing and being like, can I buy some like private content? And this is obviously way before OnlyFans existed. Mm -hmm. And people would be like, can I pay like, you know, 300 bucks for a couple minute video? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I grew up super religious. So I was just like, I don't know about this. this is crazy. But at the same time, I'm like, man, $300. Like <laughs> that's like what I make as a teacher with a master's degree almost. Like it takes me a couple days to make that. And so mm -hmm. we did a couple of those. And then I was like, well, that was, that's actually kind of fun and like make some like good little money. Um, yeah. And so we started kind of selling content through like Snapchat and social media before yeah. OnlyFans even had started. So you were, so once OnlyFans started coming around, you was already like, I'm already doing this. And now there's an actual official platform where I can be like, yeah. hey, just just go there. Just and it, it makes yeah. it a whole lot easier because you've got, you know, your vault, you've got a whole load of, of back end area where you can upload all the content ready for when yeah. the fans ask. So yeah. 
I I joined in 2019 before the pandemic because I was becoming increasingly frustrated with Instagram and their guidelines were becoming more and more strict. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I have so many beautiful photos that I wanted to share that I couldn't. And I was like, where can I do that? I started seeing people posting about OnlyFans. And so I talked to my husband. I was like, what do you think about it? He's like, absolutely do it. And I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if I could make like $500 a month because then like that's like car payment. We live in LA, like 500 bucks is great side money. And my very first month I made 1500 and I was like, well, this is pretty great. This is fun. It's from content I was already making anyway. So yeah. So yeah. it just kind of went from there. So yeah, you, you are now, you, you know, you're posting content on your OnlyFans. You've got your Instagram, you've got your social media, but you're also a mom and a wife. So talk to me about that. You know, I know what it's like to be a a mom and be a content creator, but you know, what's it like for you? I've got one kid. You have four, four Four. children. (laughs) How do you do it? (laughs) People always ask that question. I'm like, man, I don't even really know the answer to that because I just like, I do it and I keep going and I, I love it so much that I think I get so much energy from that. You know, they go to school during the day. And so like, I will create my, my ideal situation is they go to school and I create content while they're gone. Obviously sometimes scheduling doesn't work out that way. And I do have, you know, shoots and collabs in the afternoons, evenings, weekends, whatever. But I think it's easier than people think it is just because like, I'm actually not working a nine to five. Like, I feel like I actually have so much more freedom than, than you think. Like when I was a teacher, I felt like I was, it was so much harder because not only did I work nine to five, but then I had to come home and do paperwork and do mom stuff. And I was actually going to school to get my master's and my PhD. And so I was like, that actually seemed harder than it is now. Um, Don't get me wrong. I work hard and I work a lot, but it's different. It's different because it's something that I love and I enjoy and I get to create my own schedule. Yeah. So it's just about balancing the schedule out. Yeah. It's like for me and you choosing a time for the podcast to record it. I'm like. (laughs) You went through like four um, times. (laughs) um, Let me just have a little look. I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. We'll do this. And then something come up with, I don't even know what it was. I'm like, okay, let's just like reschedule. But you've always got to do it, you know. When are the kids going to be at school? Yeah. And then like, if someone's like, you know, can we push it back? And I'm just like, you did, you did not do that to me. Uh, but yeah. like, can we push I'm it like, back? You clearly don't have children. <laughs> I'm like, no, I can't push it back. I'm like, yeah. Do you want it? Like I, we've had that door busting open before. Like that's my front door. We've had the door busting open right at the end. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. We just need to just, do the wrap up really fast again. Get in over there. Like, yeah, you bet you. Exactly. You get you get creative, and even like during the pandemic, when everybody's home, you get creative, right? Like where there's a will, there's a way, and like you're like all of a sudden. Sorry that for the last you know year, I've had mostly shower content. Sorry about that, but you know what? <laughs> Sometimes it's like. You're like, this is what it, it's got to be. You know, sometimes I'm literally thinking, I'm just going to have to go and book a hotel just to No, I do content. that. I do that <laughs> a lot because for me too, like, 
it's it's worth it financially, right? Because like I can make mm-hmm. a ton of content in a short amount of time and I can release it over, you know, a period that like my husband and I did the math on it, like one hotel per week for a month, like is so worth it financially, time-wise, and you can like book collabs. Yeah. That's, that's actually one of my techniques that I do is like book a hotel. Do you know what? We're booking a hotel. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the way. it's the way. <laughs> I'm telling you. Cause I originally, I looked at even like getting a studio in Los Angeles and I was like, it just like, doesn't make financial sense to have this like studio sitting, not with prices here. Um, so yeah, yeah. the hotel's a great way so yeah, there's so many creative ways to make content, even with kids around, like mm-hmm. bedroom, showers, book a hotel. Yeah, yeah, you just just get out there. So yeah, you know, obviously your husband, you was very, you know, talking to your husband through every step of the way that you building yeah. your career. Um, what about your family, your children? Do they know what they do? They know what you do, and you know, how did you approach it with them? So the older ones do, actually the oldest one, she's 22. She works for us because um, I have my our life coaching programs. And then I have an OnlyFans training course. And she does all the back end of that, uploading courses, oh, no. designing the website. So she actually works for us. So it's very clear what I do. And they're so amazing and open-minded kids that they're like, whatever makes you happy, if you love it. They've seen me as a teacher. They actually went to the same school that I taught at. And so they've seen me as a teacher and they've seen me now and how much happier and more freedom. It's a win for them too, because we were broke back then. And now we have money to actually like do things like go to concerts and things like that. And so they're just very supportive and like do what makes you happy. Um, They don't ask a lot of questions, but they don't didn't when I was a teacher. Like I think nobody really cares what your parent does for a living and no one wants the details of that. And then for the younger ones, it's very age appropriate. So they know that mom models, but they've known that again, their whole lives because I've been going to photo mm-hmm. sh- shoots since they were like three and four. Um, and yeah. that like mom packs a bag and goes and does a shoot. And we have giant poster nudes of me in the living room where it's just me and some rose petals. And so we think it's really important to teach them the beauty and the female body and that there's no shame and, mm-hmm. and having conversations like that. So they're growing up to be very open-minded. I, I love that. I, you know, my son is five. He'll be almost six on his next birthday. So I'm like, hmm, at some point, you know, I'm going to have to sit down and have the conversation. Um, yeah. But I do, I do live streams like Instagram live and YouTube live and he's around and he'll come and he'll yeah. sit on. And, but I'm like, you got to have the admins there. Like I put like, you know, people that are like really loyal fans, I stick them on as admins and I'm like looking at the message and you have to delete it really quick because I go, it's a family friendly, yeah. you know, it's family friendly on here and they're like, <laughs> why would you write why? that? Yeah. What is up with you? This is, what part of family friendly do you not understand? <laughs> they don't <laughs> like, understand. This is not no. the platform for that. I'm going to come back to you at some point later because I, obviously we're, we're, we're going to, I've got a feeling this is a start of a really good friendship. Absolutely. Um, and when I have questions, when I have questions about approaching it, I think I'm going to come yeah. to you because you know, you've yeah. been there, you've done that. And it's, you know, we have to, you're right in that 
it's not shameful what your parents do. Like there are, yeah. there will be other parents that are sitting here right now, whether you are a content creator yourself and you're a parent or whether, you know, you've got nieces or nephews or whether you're a fan and you, you know, subscribe to the content. There's a lot of parents out there and there's no shame in watching it or performing in it. Like, yes, we as adults, we are not, you know, it, we're not doing it in front of children, you know. We it's all extremely no. appropriate. So I, I consensual, safe. Like there's so much. It's so much. It's actually very incredible and beautiful. I like I said, I grew up religious, and so like religion told me like porn stars are terrible people and they're going to hell and like they're drugged out and they had no other options available in their life and terrible terrible things and then as I was getting into the industry I was like wait they lied to me like it's the complete opposite right like incredible people so kind so generous super safe because you actually have communication and talk about what you're good with what you're not good with how your body is like all kinds of conversations you're actually getting tested and not just like, eh, I hope so. I haven't been tested in five years, right? Like, it's actually like, so much better than like I was told. And I was like, anyways, all that to say, I think that the world sometimes makes us out to be predators. Um, and that's just so not the case. And that's one of my big messages too, is to show like, I'm very educated. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. And to show like, it's not what you've been told it is. That's so true. They, like, I'm going to hold my hands up. There are people in our industry that come in that might be dependent on drugs sure. or alcohol. There are people. However, there are people like that in life. There are people, there's like people that in There's teachers like industry. that. Like, that's, yeah, like, that's not, that's a, those are the dark parts in any industry that we can clean up and bring awareness to. And that's mm -hmm. literally in every industry, there is that. I knew yeah. teachers that were, you know, doing crazy things that you know people wouldn't necessarily be happy about but mm. yeah. I, we we are targeted but I but yeah. I love it it's like it's about education and I was sitting here now and telling the listeners like we are here because we want to be here we're not trafficked yes. we're not like mm. forced no one's telling us what to do we are our own women we are our own boss and we are doing the things that we like to do. And I love yes. that we have that opportunity to do that. Yeah. And we own our, like, we own our own content. Like I, with, with OnlyFans as a platform, like it's really given us a lot of our power back to like create what mm -hmm. we want, how we want, when we want, um, and owning those, our rights to our stuff. Like it, I feel like it's been a very empowering journey for me. It, it is. It definitely is. I've got to ask Courtney, have you shot anything for any of like the mainstream professional studios? I have not. I have not. So everything that you've done, you own. It's like, it's smart. Well, you know, people will, will be thinking, oh, you know, you go and shoot. Like many years ago, I shot for all of the major studios. And so all my old content's out there. But what the, the fans don't always realize is that I was paid one fee for it. And it can yeah. get reposted, resold, rebranded. There's a new DVD compilation coming out. I don't get anything for that. 
but I love the fact that like now if I go and I make some content that's mine like if I share it we do a collaboration it's ours so we can make that money off it we have the rights to go make the money from it I absolutely love that I do too and yeah it just yeah I completely agree just the owning of it and you continue like I'll continue to profit off of content that I've made a couple years ago right as people purchase it and whatever and you can like you said you can make a compilation like it just gives you so much freedom around it yeah it does and I you mentioned you just earlier that you know you was a teacher you were broke and did you like what was like the lowest point, you know, financially from where you are now? You know, you was there and now you're here. Talk to me about that. Yeah. Uh, we've actually filed bankruptcy when we were teachers um, and had a car repossessed. And so like, it wasn't just like uh, oh. me saying like, oh, we didn't have a lot of money. Like, no, we were like broke, broke, broke. Like um, our house flooded and we were homeless, um, filed bankruptcy, had a car repossessed. I remember one time being on the on the phone with Wells Fargo, like, can we have nine overdraft charges? Like, can we take off like even like six of those, those charges, which that's, a whole, I think those are terrible to do to people overdraft charges, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, and so we were like really struggling, like picking which bill are we going to pay? Like electric, we got to do that. Or one time, um, to feed our four kids and two, two or three dogs, we had $20 for the week. And I went to the grocery store and was like trying to figure out like how to make that work. It's very stra- financially strapped. And we, we got mm-hmm. very creative selling my content. My husband drove for Uber. Um, we were doing like our coaching. Um, I would sell things on like offer up and like just different things. to like trying it before when we were trying to get like businesses going to now, um, TMZ did an article about me a year ago that said from bankrupt school teacher to OnlyFans millionaire. Um, and so things are much, much better now. Yeah, it is. It's like finding something. And I, you know, sometimes our life, you know, we have journeys that we have to go on and we we experience different things. And when you're like really down there, once you come up, it gives you that appreciation for everything yeah. that you've got now. Yeah. And like, I, I didn't struggle as a parent because I didn't become a parent until late. So I'd established my career, but as a child, you know, my mom, she was a single parent, three kids. Mm. She worked in a, she worked nights, you know, so the next door neighbor's oh. kids used to come in and sit with us and like, you know, in England, you get like free school meals if you were on a low income. And like, it, you know, I didn't know what it was like to be like, oh, I think I'm going to get like loads of candy or chocolate. It was just like, okay, there's your box of treats for the week. And when they're gone, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. Yeah. I was broke as a child too. Yeah. You do, you appreciate things though, don't you, when you're older, when you don't have something and then now you have the ability to have it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was like, I want to teach my kids to be, to have money, what that feels like and experience it and also be intentional, right? Like we don't need to just blow it because we have it, but like, is this something we love and desire? I took him to see Aladdin last night, the the play here in Broadway. It it was a great time. It was so good. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to see it tomorrow in the Pantages in Los Angeles. 
yeah it was so good good. so we went and saw that and they the youngest one picked out a teddy bear at the merch shop and the oldest one picked out a sweater with their like um their money that they had earned from doing their chores and as we were walking out there was an unhomed man with two dogs and my kids immediately looked at me and were like do you have money and I did and so they immediately like walked over and handed them the man money And I was like, that is what I want. Like, I want my kids to get to do amazing things in life and have fun and get to have experiences and be giving human beings that see somebody going through a hard time and be like, how can we help? Yeah, that's, that's lovely that you definitely got some kids with big hearts. Yes. Yes. That is parenting. Yep. (laughs) Definitely. I I I I want to talk to you because you you know you mentioned um all your training and your education and you know you've been a teacher and you've been OnlyFans content creator but you know what is what is the thing that's been teaching you to run a successful business is it the education is it the actual experience <laughs> I always say cuz so I have a bachelor's a master's and I was a year away from my PhD before I dropped out and I was like what am I even doing so I have all this schooling under my belt and I have learned so much more from running an OnlyFans than I ever did from going to college um granted on their behalf I wasn't going to school for business and so I didn't get those those like specific classes or courses however just like the marketing of yourself the um, building connections with people, putting yourself out there, creating offers, websites, things like that. Um, I've learned so much more from running an OnlyFans. That's interesting. People would be like, oh, you know, you're not going to learn anything. You're just uploading content, but it's not, they don't realize that it's <laughs> It's not everything. That's like this much of the puzzle. It's like everything. It's the back end. It's the editing of the content. It's the storing of it. It's the accounts. It's the, like you say, the marketing, the advertising, the collaborations. It's it's a whole business. And it's, yeah. you've got to be like focused and you've got to be wanting to like run it professionally. Yeah. 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 There's love, millions love- and millions of creators on there. I think it was on Dr. Phil that he said the average OnlyFans account is making like $150 a month, something like that, some around that number. And granted, that's also calculating in people who created accounts and never did anything with it, right? That were just like, oh, it's a fun idea. And then whatever, didn't do anything. So like, it does take effort and time and Mm -hmm. energy and a thought process and marketing of yourself to get yourself out there in front of people and to be able to have the confidence in yourself to put yourself out there with our own insecurities and things and, and to put yourself in front of an audience, I think is remarkable. It is because we, we're putting ourselves there and like the fans, like they'll, they'll be the first to comment on something if they don't like something or they don't yeah. like the way that this looks or you don't, you used to look like that. Or, you know, for me, I've been in the industry for like 15 years and they're like, you're old. And I'm like, well, hey, Sherlock, it was 15 years <laughs> since I started in the industry. So I am going to be older and they can be really like rude about things. Do you, you know? get that on your OnlyFans or like just social media in general? 
social media in general, but occasionally I get, occasionally inside my OnlyFans DMs, I get stuff and they're like kind of aggressive. Not very often because that's not, I, I, I don't encourage it and I put a stop to it. So it's not yeah. very often, but I'll say to them, and I, that's not an appropriate way to talk to me. And then if they keep going, I'll be like, I'm going to just, I'm going to take away the facility for you to direct message me. Yeah. And if they do it again, it's like restrict. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Now we're done with that. Yeah. So I'm like, what was that? Was a waste. I think some people just come on to troll or just because they have their own issues, their own personal issues inside. So they redirect it at people. Um, uh-huh. They're redirected at the people that they're supposed to be fans of. Um, yeah. It's more their insecurities, I'm sure. Yeah. I get more of that on social media than I do my OnlyFans. Mm. I feel like people like praise me and celebrate me on there. And um, I've had thousands and thousands of subscribers. Like my free page has over 62,000 subscribers on it. And so like the, um, the amount of people that I've needed to restrict is like a handful, 10, 12 And if you think about how many people have come in and that's that are still there, obviously people expire or delete accounts and things like that. Yeah. That number is so low in the big scheme of things. And so like, I feel like typically people think that, you know, on OnlyFans, you put yourself out there in this vulnerable way and you're just going to get attacked all the time. And I have found it to be the opposite. I find I get more attacked on like Instagram or Twitter um, or TikTok Mm -hmm more than I do my OnlyFans. Yeah, I think once they go through like, you know, the sign up process, it, it takes a little bit longer. It's not to you can't just be an easy troll. Yeah. You've got to like go through a you few steps. A troll. <laughs> <laughs> there are dedicated trolls out there. But you're right. I love it. I love that our fans are out there. They support us. They celebrate us. They encourage us. And, you know, without our fans, we're nothing. Yeah. So I'm always so appreciative of them. I am too. Um, yeah. Talk to me about Dr. Phil. You just mentioned Dr. Phil. What What was that about? Yeah. So they contacted me um, and they were like, we want to have you on a, on a segment about women's empowerment. Will you get on a call with us? And I was like, I'll get on a call with you, but let me tell you what, I'm not going on that show to be belittled or like torn apart by Dr. Phil. And they're like, no, 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 just get on. That's not going to happen. Just like take the call. So I took the call with the producer and I was like, I really love this producer. It's like so sweet and kind and was like very encouraging. She's like, it's not like that. He's not like that. The show format is totally different. And I was like, okay. So we started doing more and they're like, can you send us a piece of like an introduction of yourself? And so my husband and I did that. And then they created an entire segment about us and our story And to be honest, it was the most incredible experience. Like the staff and the crew and everybody who worked for the show were amazing people. So kind and generous. Um, Dr. Phil was asked very simple questions, very kind, almost like, yes, no, like you like doing this. And I thought that he would be kind of anti um, OnlyFans sex workers. And he actually kind of seemed to, he never really said his viewpoint either way. But Mm -hmm. the reason I think that he kind of sided with us was actually he brought on a woman from, I think she was from New Zealand, um, who has decriminalized sex work there and talking about how beautiful it's been and how it's made it safer and people are getting testing and open communication. 
And so he was bringing on experts that kind of sided with us. And so I was like, he's, he's very much, I, it was, it was amazing. It was a really great experience. And I love that, you know, a lot of the stories in the media, they can be very negative. You know, there's a lot of people that don't like the adult industry for whatever reason, and they make a lot of, a a lot of noise. It's a small amount of people, but they make a big noise um, yeah, like belittling us or berating us or telling stories about us that yeah. they don't really know the facts. So it's <laughs> nice that yeah. it, a mainstream platform has gone. You know what? Let's get someone in. Let's get someone in that uses the platform that is you know is a positive speaker for women that is going to yeah. tell tell people women can be empowered. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. I actually wished that we had more time to film and talk about it on the actual show because we were just really getting into it and showing like how beautiful and empowering and owning our content and using our voice that, that it really is. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's amazing. I'm so, I'm so glad that that happened for you and for yeah. everyone as Thank well. You. Thank you. Yeah. And you mentioned that you were um, religious uh, mm-hmm. you know, as a child and, you know, I consider myself to be spiritual and religious, Same, but I also think people are afraid to talk about their beliefs, you know, what they believe in. And I know that it was mentioned in the, the media and, you know, they, it was the, the, the headline kind of was, you know, God told you to be a porn star, <laughs> you know, that yeah. was the headline. So yeah. you know, what was that? What what got said and what was the outrage? Yeah. Uh, the outrage is crazy. I actually uh, pitched but... that article because I feel that it was, it, it's true for me. Like I had started modeling and I, like I said, when I grew up as a, I grew up as a, in a Christian household, about middle school timeframe, taught Sunday school and like very much bought into like the rules and, and all the things about it. And so with that is that like porn stars are terrible people going to hell and that like they're doing terrible things and sinning all the time. And I I bought into that. And so it was like shoot after shoot that I was at that it was like these girls were like porn stars. And it made me keep questioning this like thing that religion had told me because again, they were these kindest, most generous people like take anything out of my suitcase that you would want to wear, use my makeup. Like just, I was like, I'm confused because church told me this and my experience is completely different. And I just felt like it was like, God kept telling me, like I kept finding myself in these situations with porn stars. And it was like really had forcing me to like, look at this thing that I was told. And so along the journey, it's just like, the more that I've created content and dove into my own sexuality, I've come out as bi. Um, I was like, God is calling me to explore my sexuality, to show that there's no shame in sex and who you are in our bodies and to show the world that we can have sex and pleasure and believe in God. Like it, it doesn't need to be this separate thing and I think we have a lot of trauma in the in the world and specifically the United States because we have such this like shame around sex 
and it doesn't keep us from doing it. We're still doing it, but we have this like shame and judgment about it that just creates this like terrible culture. Mm -hmm. You know, we like, we, we all have different beliefs, Yeah, but I, I love doing what I'm doing and it Mm -hmm. feels right for me to do it, you know? Yeah. And I always think if, if there is a God or there's a universe or there's something yeah. out there, whatever people believe in, well, are porn stars doing harm? Are we, are we harming ourselves? Are we harming other people? In my opinion? No, no. Mine's not, if, I agree. If God didn't want, God didn't want us to do this. Well, why does it feel so natural? Why is it so good? Why do people enjoy it? Why is people partaking in it? You know, there, there is the other side of things where you can do too much of something. I get sure. that and I accept that. And there are things where people are doing sex when maybe it's not the right thing for them or they feel pressure sure. into it. I accept that as well. But yeah. in a general, like, God's not there. Like, we're still alive. We've not be, we're not being burnt at the stake. We're, we're still alive. And we're here on this earth to enjoy ourselves. Yeah, I I do believe that's why we are created. And we have 8,000 nerve endings in our clit alone. And so if we weren't created to have pleasure, then why did God, universe, or whatever you believe, create it like that? If if it wasn't supposed to feel good, the nerve endings would be somewhere else or not there at all. That's so true. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Why why did God give me this pleasurable piece down there? Yeah, I was supposed to enjoy that. That's why it's there. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, when it was going on in the media and then there's a guy and I get his name gets brought up to me sometimes because my surname is Tate. Um Mm. and then there's a there's a male in the media with the same surname Tate. And sometimes like people will be, especially on my live stream, something, something, Andrew Tate. And I'm like, why are you even mentioning his name on here? Because for me, I'm totally, where me and him are, are totally, completely different. We are not the same. We are not the same type of people. I am all loving, all giving, encouraging, express yourself, how you feel. And do not be judgmental and love people for what they are. Like that is, Amen. that is, that is my view. Yeah. And then there's this man <laughs> and I don't go into detail and I don't look at some of the stuff, but just the headlines sometimes that pop up at me and it makes me feel very uncomfortable because I'm like, the yeah. underlying message doesn't fit with the person that I am. And mm-hmm. then he's tweeting something about you that he's, one of the reasons he converted to Islam. So what was yes. that about, Courtney? He he read, saw the article. He didn't read the article. He clearly just looked at the headline of it and said that I was one of the reasons he had turned to Islam. People are quick to judge. And people, if you actually read the article, the article was beautiful. It, I did the interview. It's my words. And the, the title's a little clickbaity, but like I respect that mm-hmm. and I get that. And so, yep. but if people read the article, they'd be like, oh, I understand what she's saying. I understand what she's doing or whatever. Um, and actually the breakfast club had me to be the donkey of the day. 
and that um they read the I actually had read the article and I'm the first one in donkey of the day history that didn't get the donkey of the day because they read it and were like I totally get and understand what she's saying and what she's doing and I respect that people are gonna hate and criticize and and have their judgments based on whatever their beliefs but I know the truth about me. I know the impact that I have and I know my mm-hmm. mission. And so that's what I'm, I'm sticking towards that. Yeah, it's, it is. It's so good. But it, on the flip side of it, like that tweet alone had like over 80 million impressions. Yeah. And it was like <laughs> over 7,000 retweets. So you're like, okay. So, you know, you're, I, I guess he lives off like throwing stuff out on the internet that's he does might not he be just so throws kind. yeah i just throws stuff out there yeah and and actually it ended up being that you got a lot of hits over it and yeah. you know when that was going on did you see a lot of new signups on your only fans oh yeah it was a great <laughs> month for me <laughs> it was great I actually had somebody come up to me in the gym this week and he was like, Courtney, I don't think you realize because it doesn't, you don't always get tagged in it, but people are still talking about that article or bringing up that article. And he's like, you're viral on the, in the media all the time because people are like, he's like, they're just still talking about all the things. And I'm like, great. I love it. Keep, keep talking, say, say whichever you want. When the media first came out about it, it actually started in the daily star on Friday and it didn't have a ton of traction, didn't really see much from it. I thought the article had kind of died out. And I was on my way to Disneyland with my kids. And my Google Alerts was going crazy. Um, and I was getting like DMs. And I don't follow Andrew on the internet. I don't like the person. Um, but people had started sending me screenshots of it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And so on Monday, I was like, say whatever you want, because the subscribers are rolling in, the media is flowing, I'm getting like requests to do news interviews and radio shows. And so I'm like, say whatever you want. Tuesday morning, I woke up and it's still like just viral crazy. Mm -hmm. And I felt so misunderstood by the world because I was like, if you, if any of you guys would have actually read the article and understood me instead you're like hating on me or making assumptions about me or assuming or or having all this hate and i was like i know that all the hate is their stuff but on i just woke up and i was like wow i i it's not even just a small community that misses misunderstanding me it's like the whole world is like having things to say and so i talked to my husband about it and we worked through it And on Wednesday, I was like, great, say whatever you want again, because the money is still rolling in and so are the subscribers. And in the end, I want people to release the shame about sex and, and sex and God specifically. Um, Mm -hmm. And so then Candace Owens made a video about me and then the breakfast club did some, a video. And so it's, it's continued to be a huge topic and mm-hmm. I love it because in the end, it gets people discussing and thinking about it. And I continue to get my message out there. Yeah, no, that's great. Having a situation where you think, okay, this is really bad. This is really negative because, you know, he has, Andrew Tate has a lot of followers and the, they have very yeah. strong views. Um, yeah. So I can only imagine that you is also filled, your timeline was filled with a lot of hate and yeah, like, trolls and people that were saying things at you that 
they didn't know you, like you say, they didn't read the article. How was that, you know, I know you had your husband and you could sit down, you could talk to him, but how did that affect you mentally? Yeah, I think I was energetically trying to shut it down because I was like, enough, like my DMs are full, the hate, I'm seeing it everywhere, people are DMing it to me. Um, And I I do a really good job, like I don't go through the comments of things and like I, I really try and keep away from it. Um, but it, it was hard that day. I was like really sad about it because if you actually, people who know me know I'm, I'm kind, I'm loving, um, I'm very generous and for people to hate me without knowing me had, had a feeling for me. Like I'm very empathetic. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't like having so many people hate me or talk such mean things about me. And then I was like, you know what? it's okay. One, that's their stuff, right? We we can say it over and over again. That's their stuff. Yeah. And I really want to be able to stay strong because I really, really believe in who I am, what I'm doing. I'm not going to change. You can say whatever you want. I'm not going to change what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. I really want to help people. And I get so many DMs from around the world that are like, thank you for being you. Thank you for showing us, you know, there's a way. Thank you for showing us it's okay to be a mom and be sexy. Thank you for showing us that you can own your own business or express yourself. Like so many things that I have an impact on. And I was like, you're not going to stop me. Your hateful words are not going to stop me. Yeah. Because you're, you're doing what you love and you're being successful at it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is. And I know you know you are not afraid to use your voice and speak out for other content creators. And there was something that was going on and it was, it was major news at the time where OnlyFans were going to, they were going to do this big 180 turnaround and they were not going to (laughs) allow people to share explicit content. Although Mm -hmm. OnlyFans was built on the basis of people sharing explicit content Fans don't yes. really go to OnlyFans to watch a cooking show. A naked cooking show, yeah? A regular cooking show. I, I really don't <laughs> no. think so. You know? We're going to the Food so, Network for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, there was this ban going on. So how were you involved in the victory to mm. to stop that OnlyFans ban? Yeah, so when the news came out, I was actually at a shoot. And my husband had sent me a screenshot of, like, this thing. And so we immediately like started pitching and we were like interview an OnlyFans girl and see. And I was like, this is one, so many of us have built our livelihood on this. For me, I can, and I can pivot. I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own life coaching business too. I'll be fine either way. But there's so many women, single moms, that this is their livelihood, that have put their kids in better schools. There's so many people who are paying for their parents to get healthcare or treatment or retirement communities. There's so many things that this money is being used for that to help people that I'm like, you're not going to take this away from people, especially after you've built it on all of our backs. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the New York Post contacted me and they were like, can you do an article? So I did an article. It's actually this one right here. Um, And it says, yep. Um, It's actually printed in the paper too not it was an article online obviously and then also printed and I was like you're not gonna take this away from people and come out here there's a couple things that upset me about it one he didn't go to the creators first he went to the media first and was like we're getting rid of explicit content 
Two, what is explicit content? Because what Mm -hmm. you may think is explicit and what I may think is explicit could be totally different. It's very generalized. Nobody actually knew what it meant for themselves or their content. Um, And I was like, yeah. And as a business owner, like if there's something going on in my business that may directly impact my employees, I'm going to tell them, here's what's happening. I'm having a hard time getting MasterCard and Visa to pay out. I'm working on it, but I just need you to know that this is kind of what's happening. If that was mm-hmm. true for him, then that's the approach that you take as a business owner. But he didn't. He went to the media. And so I went to the media and I was like, you're not going to treat us like this. You're not going to do this to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went back to the New York Post and was like, I'm trying to protect people like Tilia. And I was like, you're not because if you were. And so I went back to the New York Post after he did that and um, was like, if you were trying to protect us, you would do things. And then it was the next day that he was like, we reversed the ban. Nice. And so it was like a 72 hour period that him and I were going back and forth. We never have spoken to each other, but we were just going through the New York post at each other. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a massive thing. So I'm so glad Courtney that you were one of those people that were really making a stand because it's okay. Us as the industry going, Oh, that's not okay. But we have to get it out there in the media. The media have to publish our thoughts and our beliefs and like have our opinion posted. Mm -hmm. This is how we feel. So for you to be that voice that was talking for us, that's amazing. Thank Thank you. you. I really have have to thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, there's so many people who can't use their voice, don't know how to use their voice don't mm-hmm. feel safe using their voice. And we're just going to be like, okay, I guess this is just what it is. And I was like, no, I'm going to speak up for everybody's behalf because yeah, that's unacceptable. Yeah. And, and because like they take 20% of everything. I would yeah. say how, like if you order Uber eats and you tip your driver, the driver gets a hundred percent of that tip, right? You tip $10, they get $10. Only fans, you get tips. They take 20% of that too. They're taking 20% of every dollar that is made Mm -hmm. and so you've made a lot of money off of us like treat us well yeah i i think if that had gone ahead OnlyFans probably would not be existing right now i agree it'd be like myspace (laughs) (laughs) bye 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 and everyone would have found somewhere else that really would have worked and something would have just blown up and replaced it yeah, so I agree. Y- you know, it's but OnlyFans is a different. You know, it is a different lifestyle. It is a different kind of job, and we there are people that are listening now that are be like, okay, like is OnlyFans for me? Is it something yeah. that I can do? I'm in a career. I'm bored. It's really not helpful. I feel sad. I you know there's negative feelings. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. There's a lot of things that people might be going through the heads. So is OnlyFans for everyone? Yes and no. So yes, I think it can be a great place to express yourself, to make money, um, to have fun, to heal. For me, it's been a very healing experience. Well, who is it not for? People like my friend was going through some mentally hard times and she was like, I need to stop the platform. And I was like, yes, it's not a good fit for you at this time. And that's okay. I don't think it's for somebody that maybe 
doesn't feel good. I don't even want to say that doesn't feel good about themselves because like, honestly, I feel like it boosts your confidence a lot too. Um, but I think career wise, I have an OnlyFans training course where I walk people through from the very beginning of literally signing up for, for it to marketing yourselves to, I have a whole new segment in there specifically for teachers, but it can be anybody in a career oriented place where you want to hide your identity. Um, but you want to be able to express yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many ways of doing it where you could just be like, I don't want to show any nudity, but I want to make some side money and I feel really good about my feet and things like that. Or people who don't show any identifying things, like they take their head and their hair out of it and things like that. My thing is if you're, what I would suggest, if you are thinking, could this be for me? Is this something that I might want to enjoy and embark on? Take my course. It's about two hours long in two different segments and see like, does this feel exciting and fun and something maybe I would like to try? Or is this something that I don't feel mentally and emotionally ready for that I feel like it's traumatizing me or mm-hmm. it just isn't a good fit for me? That's great too. I, I love that. So it's, it's, knowing that you're in the right place you know you've got to be strong because it can you know we've we've talked just in this show alone about different there aren't some negative effects by being in media and so you've got to be strong enough to kind of just not let them affect you just bat, bat them away and be ready to to they expose, you know, you're going to expose, it's very intimate, you're exposing yourself yeah. and you can't change it. Because, you yeah. know, once you put a photo out there of yourself, someone's going to take it. And at some point, it's probably going to get posted on a pirated website on a free forum somewhere. So yeah. there's always going to be a fingerprint of you naked out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, but I, I love that you've got this course that it's, you know, because people like, it's it's a minefield like where do you get started how do you get to do it you know yeah are you gonna how are you gonna take that jump from that career that you're doing it you know a lot of teachers are changing careers other professionals are changing careers you know why how are you gonna do it and the fact that you know you've got something there that's ready been there tried tested and it's I love it. It's also about sharing advice and information with other content creators yeah, and other women, you know? Yeah. Let's, That's let's what it's for. And it's it cheap back. too. Like it's like 30 bucks. Like I'm not trying to like make some crazy profit on this. I literally <laughs> just want to help people um, and see like if it's, if it's a good fit for you or if it's not. And like I said, either one's fine. And I always say too, like, what you and I do is more on the extreme side, but you can be on there. Um, and when I first started, I didn't show any nudity. Like everything was implied. And every every step along the way has been very intentional for, for me where I was just like, okay, I'm ready to be topless. I, I like that. Um, and so, but I do have friends who don't really show anything and they're making a killing too. So um, you don't have to show nudity, obviously it's the platform's known for that. You may get requests for that, mm-hmm. but you always get to hold your boundary of what feels good and true for you. If it doesn't feel good to you, please don't do it. Yeah. And that's just great words of advice for us to yeah. just, I think that sounds like a really good wrap there. Yeah. <laughs> you got it all in. Is there anything else that you want to tell the, the viewers, the listeners? 
not that I'm not that's coming to mind. I, we've covered a lot of stuff. I, I love it. We we got through so much stuff because you had so much stuff to share. Yeah. And I just, you know, I wanted it to be about today, about, you know, people that are listening, you know, how do you get started and and you know, just being empowered and yeah and just having knowing that you can make a career from it. You can get yeah. started. Yeah. And it's there are people like us that are out there that are ready to help them. Absolutely. Wow. Totally. I, I really appreciate you so much, Courtney. Thank you. Courtney Tillia. Tell everyone where can they find you online? Yeah. Um, CourtneyTillia.com has all everything social medias, that course, um, my OnlyFans, of course. Everything is there. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Yes. Thanks so much yeah. for having me. I had a great time. Thank you. Me too. Yay. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer. Success. Thank you all for joining me on Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. In the words of John Gordon, your greater purpose will lead to greater performance. So find that purpose, commit to the process and be passionate about what you do. My goal for you is to have a purpose-driven life where you develop a heart for the world. How will you implement purpose-driven goals into your life? I want to hear them. Do you have a story to share how one of my podcast episodes have inspired you to be a better person? Who do you want me to have next as a guest? What questions or advice do you want us to discuss? I invite you to share your feedback with me. You can leave feedback or ask questions relating to the Skinfluencer Success Podcast using the hashtag AskTanyaTate. You can ask me by commenting on my latest posts on Twitter and Patreon at TanyaTate, TikTok and YouTube at TanyaTateTube and Instagram at TanyaTateCreate. You can also leave me a voice note on my SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate, and you might get featured on a future episode. So let's listen to a favorite SpeakPipe voice note. Hi, Tanya. Can I have a picture, please? My name is Keith from Liverpool. I think you're the most beautiful lady ever. Thank you. Keith from Liverpool says, can I have a picture, please? You are the most beautiful girl. Well, you know what? I did say leave me a nice voice message and I did say I will send you a picture if you do leave one. So, Keith, get in touch with me. Thank you so much. Short and sweet. But you know what? Sometimes we just need short and sweet. Dang, he told me I'm the most beautiful girl. So I'm very happy with that. Thank you, Keith. Let's see who else. Hey, Tanya. This is Doug. I just want to tell you I love you. Hope to see you someday. Bye. Dog. Thank you so much for that message. He says, I just want to tell you I love you so much. You know what? You guys are full of love today. Guys and girls. I, I just love it. Thank you so much, Doug. That was really, really nice of you. And actually, Doug, I, I recognize you from um, support me on some of my other places as well, on my other social media. 
I have to say, if you did not know already, I do have an Instagram subscribers group. And in that group, you get to see pictures of me every day. I post them up there and then you get to see them first. And also I have a little channel going. It's a chat channel. So I jump in and out and we have a lot of tiny taters that sit in there and you're all supporting me and you're all getting to know each other as well. It is a place where I do get to go and sit in a chat room with you and we, if you had a really important question, if it was a really, really super important question, you knew I'd get an answer in there. It's a little bit extra special. So thank you to those that are on my Instagram subscribers. If you're not on it, just go and check it out. Go and take a look. Go and take a peek in. So thank you. Thank you, Doug and Keith. If you want to reach out to me with your name and address, then I can get to send you a signed autograph as my way of showing you my appreciation for leaving a nice speak pipe voice note that I played. And if you are listening to me on Apple, Amazon, Audible and are inspired by any of the words that you hear, please be sure to leave me a written review and give me five stars. And you can also give me a five star rating on Spotify. I'll be checking and giving out shout outs in upcoming episodes. So thank you for the support, guys. Keep it coming. And I love hearing what you think about the show. And of course, if you do want to get to call me via phone or video call, you know where you can find my premium social media platforms sexpanther.com slash tanyatate or onlyfans.com slash tanyatate and we can get to chat one-on-one over there and follow me on twitter and patreon at tanyatate tiktok and youtube at tanyatate tube and instagram at tanyatate create and you can see all of my official links include my premium social media on my link tree just search link tree and my name tanyatate all one word and remember if you don't see it on my link tree it's not me the Skinfluencer Success Podcast is available on skinfluencersuccess.com and on all major podcast platforms. You can watch it first on patreon.com slash tinytate and it also gets released on OnlyFans and YouTube. Patreon members get to see exclusive me reveal in advance this episode's guest and will be treated to exclusive clips that don't make the final cut of the video. Tears come with benefits and this episode of appreciation for being a level up tier member goes to Caller 69 and Nickel Award. Thank you for your support. And the superfan sponsor of this episode is Kev. Shout out of gratitude to Kev, our sponsor. You too can support this podcast by signing up on my Patreon at Tanya Tate. This is Tanya Tate. You've been listening to Skinfluencer Success. My goal for you is to have purpose-driven life where you develop a heart for the world. And in the words of John Gordon, your greater purpose will lead to a greater performance. Now go out there and build your bank. (laughs) 